I'm Dave Palmer. Dining Xavier is running our board, and this is a program where we like to let you know about things that are happening, the intersection of our Catholic life and North Texas. So if it's Catholic and local, we like to talk about it, and I'm delighted to have on the phone with me now a, a friend who I've known for many, many years, a gentleman who has really devoted so much time, energy, and uh, just poured himself out for the cause of life here in Texas. His name is Tom Clark. He has, uh, for 15 years now, served as the State Culture of Life Chairman for the Texas Knights of Columbus. And he also now, for 20 years, has been president of Hike for Life uh, Inc. Uh, you can find them online, hikeforlifetexas.org. And we're going to be talking about uh, several hikes that are coming up this fall in North Texas and a little bit about the history of Hike for Life. So we welcome Tom Clark. How are you doing, Tom? I'm very well, Dave. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thanks. You know, gosh, 15 years with the Knights uh, as uh, Cultural Life Chairman, 20 years with Hike for Life. Well, why? I know I've asked you this before on the radio, but I'm, I don't remember the answer. Why, why is the life issue so very important for you personally? For me personally, it, 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 um, it hit me pretty hard uh, in uh, 1996. I was a, uh, a fairly young knight. I was a grand knight for a, a small council in Rollette. And I went uh, to the uh, Bishop's Pro-Life Dinner, which at the time was held at the Apparel Mart in, in downtown Dallas. And uh, abortion was a, a concept, a word, if you will, to me. But uh, after attending that uh, event, uh, it, uh, became, uh, it be, you know, it, it changed, it changed how I feel about, uh, uh a lot of things. And mm -hmm. what really happened was a, a young lady was called up to the stage and she was holding a six month old and she had intended to abort that child. And that's when abortion became a reality to me. Yeah. And it stuck with me ever since oh, amazing. There, was a, there was a, there was a second time, uh, I, uh, I was a chaperone for a lock in for life. And I'd never heard the uh, methods that were used uh, during an actual abortions. And um, I attended a talk and it, it just, it just reorganized my entire molecular structure, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so those, those two events combined uh, have, have kept me uh, moving and trying to help as much as I can. Yeah, you've done so much. Tell us about Hike for Life. You um, have been president for 20 years. I know previous to uh, starting to record, you said it goes all the way back to 1973. Of course, that was a very significant year in the struggle yeah. for life in this country. Tell us about some of the history and why it came about in the first place. Okay, well, um, it, it started in October of 1973. Um, it was a, re a direct response to the Knights of Columbus um, our 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 uh, supreme uh, knight uh, making a request of all knights of Columbus uh, in that particular year to do something in response to the Roe versus Wade uh, decision that was made, and uh, so some knights here in Dallas, uh, I believe it was Council 6402 in Garland, uh, got together and and decided to have a a rally, if you will. And they held it at White Rock Lake. And uh, if you've ever walked the entire lake, if you go, you go all the way to the spillway and then back, it's it's 20 miles. So it was a significant hike. Uh, but it's it's Texas' oldest pro-life event. Uh, it was um, it's been held every year since, and uh, we've uh, 
we've modified it. It's, it's, it's 5k now. It's not 20 miles any longer, <laughs> uh, which is probably a good thing for most people. I know I wouldn't want to do it. Um, but, uh, it's, it was just basically an outward show of, of, of respect for life and that, uh, not everybody was happy with the Roe versus Wade decision. And uh, it's just never stopped. So it's a good thing. So is is the, the link between the Knights of Columbus and the Hike for Life, is that kind of absolute? Can somebody, you know, start a hike that isn't associated with the Knights, or is that a necessary connection? No, the, it is not. Actually, uh, in the 80s, Hike for Life became, uh, you know, its, its own 501c3. And anyone can be uh, a, a part of the Hike for Life, either as a volunteer, a hiker, or a sponsor, or if they actually wanted to uh, have a, uh, a hike themselves somewhere, uh, we can definitely discuss it and see if there's a, a means to, to, to make that happen. Are any happening outside of Texas? Not right now. I've, I've had some interest, uh, but uh, we just, we're not set up right now to, to move much beyond Texas. Uh, we have some hikes in uh, Fort Worth area, uh, um, but Weatherford and uh, Denton, for, for example, and then uh, if you remember Bishop Seitz, who was the assistant uh, uh, bishop here for a while, uh, when he was named the Bishop of El Paso, he contacted me and asked for a hike out there, and we've had one out there for several years now. It's a beautiful hike. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I know ultimately these are fundraisers, and of course all the money goes to pregnancy resource centers, and uh, GRN has been blessed as well through the years uh, from the hikes. How How is, you mentioned sponsors, you, you know, hikers, how, how is the, the, the money raised? How, how, how do the funds come in for this? So we ask people to register online if they can, um, and we ask them to, to go out and get sponsorship. A lot of people don't like asking other people for, for money, and sometimes they'll just sponsor themselves. But there are folks that will avidly go out and seek sponsorship, and uh, that, that pulls in. It just generates a lot of funds. When, when, when a person is passionate about something and they tell their friends and neighbors about this, um, you know, those, those people will back that person. And uh, it just, uh, just makes you know, for an incredible um, uh, show of support. And uh, the funds that we do raise, um, they go directly towards uh, assisting uh, pregnancy resource centers, maternity homes, uh, pro-life uh, ministries that are in the area. And like you mentioned, we we uh, always kick in a little bit to GRN because rarely do I ever turn on GRN without hearing some form of a pro-life message, and it just it warms my heart. Yeah, well, we appreciate that very much. Uh, Tom Clark joining us. Uh, he is president for the Hike for Life, Inc., uh, and has been for 20 years now. HikeForLifeTexas.org. Several hikes coming up. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Tom, you, you mentioned how you merci- mercifully went from 20 miles to 5K. <laughs> uh, is, uh, you know, tell us about, do you generally, and I'm sure the numbers differ from place to place and year to year, but is this kind of a family thing? Are you seeing whole families come out or uh, individuals, all the above? Who, who are your typical participants um, and the folks that are, you know, raising funds and, and, and participating in this event? It's, it's all of the above. You know, we have a lot of families that uh, they, they would never miss a hike uh, and they enjoy it. And, and I'm glad that they do because uh, it makes putting these together uh, a lot more joyful. Uh, but um but, you know, you can come out with a friend or you can come out by yourself and hike and you're going to meet some friends. You're, you're bound to, to uh, have a, a few moments of, of, uh, 
uh, of, of uh, a nice time with, with some folks that you may not uh, have had an opportunity to meet before. So it's, uh, it's always a, it's a nice event. It's, it's very family-oriented, uh, very joyful. And are the events, you know, just you, you gather, okay, let's start, we'll walk, and we're done, or do you have speakers, or is there music, or right. you know, parades, or bands, or, you know, confetti? Or <laughs> what, 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 what does it tell us about a typical hike? You know, so the we we all follow kind of a pre-programmed uh, uh, agenda, if you will. Uh, we'll gather everybody together. Uh, now, now there are people that I don't have time. I got to go, so they'll just hit the trail and off they go, and that's that's fine. That can happen too because you know we all have soccer practices to go to and everything else. But the typical hike will will gather everyone. We're going to start off with the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, because even though we don't agree with some of the laws in this country, we, we obviously love our, our country and respect it. So we always start with a Pledge of Allegiance. Usually we have a fourth degree color core there to, to take care of the flag for us. And then, um, then we'll have some introductory remarks and then we'll have one or two speakers. Uh, we usually will have a, a lay person speak and then we, we always try to have uh, a priest or a deacon there, uh, to say a few words and to, um, give us a blessing. Uh, the thing that we we really aim for when we ask a speaker to come and talk, she said, you know, just give us a couple of nuggets, something that as the hikers are are off on the on the trail and and they're praying or thinking or maybe just enjoying life. They may be sitting standing there or or walking, I should say, uh, chatting with their friends. But give us a few nuggets that they might be able to consider, uh, so that they can include more pro life activities or prayers in their lives. And so that's, that's, that's kind of the goal. So, and then once everybody's done, we come back and we always ask the local Knights of Columbus councils to, uh, to do something for us as far as, um, you know, cook hot dogs or hamburgers. Uh, and, uh, we always have some refreshments, uh, after, after the event. So, yeah. uh, and then there's a time to gather and, and talk and then, and then you can enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Uh, let me ask you this, just uh, from a fundraising standpoint, let's say I'm going to a hike and I call my you know, my, my friend and say, he says, Hey, I want to, you know, donate a hundred dollars towards your hike. Does, does he just give me a check or does he go on and, and pay through online or how, how, how does the, how's the money transacted? Yeah. It, both ways work just fine. If uh, we, we always have some, some funds come in the day of the hike. We have funds that come in after the hike uh, through, through mail. Uh, but uh, the majority of the uh, funds raised are, are done online where they can, uh, they can go and they can find that hiker, and they can, uh, you know, put whatever amount they want to against their credit card, and uh, it, it's it's pretty seamless, it's pretty quick, and, and hopefully painless. Were you all able to do it as big as you have last year with the pandemic? How have things been impacted by COVID? Well, so we're 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 not sure how we're going to be impacted this year because again we're we're having more variants with the COVID uh, occurring. So I don't know how our crowds are going to be if they're going to be. Uh, you know, few and far between, or if, if uh, by the time the hikes roll around, everything's going to be okay and people are going to feel more sure about things. But uh, even if they are not comfortable with coming out to the hike, they can still participate. They can still register online. Uh, they can still seek sponsorship. I mean, the bottom line goal here is, A, to inform our, uh, uh, our community that these pro-life needs exist yeah. and, and to support these needs. And so if you can't come up to the hike or if you're concerned about it because of COVID or whatever, you can still participate. And if you send me an email, there's a hike for life, Texas, uh, at Gmail, uh, 
uh, email address that they can uh, uh, always use, uh, I can I'll get them a shirt if if that's what they want and they, they they've raised enough money to get to the shirt level. I will make sure they get a shirt. <laughs> All right. Tom Clark joining us. He's the president of Hike for Life, uh, Texas. Uh, just go hikeforlifetexas.org and you can find uh, all the information about the upcoming hikes. All right, uh, Tom, let's talk about the dates uh, for the upcoming ones. Looks like there's at least three of them in the month of October. Can you kind of run down the, the dates and maybe times or any information that you know about them? Absolutely. All of these, I believe, now you, you hit me with times, and I, I failed to write that down before I came out here to speak with you. <laughs> but um, uh, the first one is October 2nd. That's going to be up in McKinney. Um, and that is uh, at um, uh, St. Michael the Archangel uh, Church in McKinney. Uh, that's going to be our, our kickoff, and uh, well, we'll talk about that one in, a little bit more in a second. The next one is October 23rd, uh, which is going to be Dallas Bachman Lake. Uh, and then the one after that is October 30th at Dallas Flagpole Hill. Now, uh, anybody who's familiar with Hike for Life will say, well, where's Plano? Where, where's, where's Garland? So we'll start with Garland. Garland's venue, the, the Audubon Trails, the, the, uh, the city has told me that uh, they're not going to – right now they're under construction, reconstruction, mm-hmm. I should say. And the city has told me that uh, they are highly suspect that they're going to be able to get done in time. Um, for for our, our our hike in Garland, so at the moment Garland is is uh, not going to occur. Plano is a, a different story um, because of COVID, and we weren't, weren't able to get onto the uh, JP two schedule, um, uh, and because there wasn't uh, there there was a disconnect uh, with us and them. So uh, unfortunately, we won't have a, a Plano hike. So we're asking most of the people who normally attended Plano to either consider going to McKinney or Dallas Bachman Lake. Okay. And is it, uh, is still time for somebody in another city or near a lake or something to say, Hey, I want to organize my own out in, you know, Fort Worth or, uh, you know, what have you. Can, can they still get in touch with you about organizing a new one? I would certainly love to speak with them. Uh, if they were wanting to do one in October, I would say it's probably uh, a little, a little rough to, to try and get that in place in time because, uh, we we have to take care of permits, and we have to take care of uh, any uh, uh, you know, an in, in, like for example, you know, the, the Dallas Buckman Lake. We we have to have a a police officer uh, on the premises. That's the that's the, and same with the uh, Dallas Flagpole Hill. Just because it's the city of Dallas, they require that. So it, it, we'd have to look at the requirements. We'd have to know uh, what the permit requirements are and, and, and go through that. We might be able to work something out quickly. I don't know, but uh, it's definitely worth talking about. And if nothing else, we'll, we'll get something set up for the next year. All right. Hikeforlifetexas.org. Uh, Tom Clark joining us. Tom, this has been, um, and I know this news didn't escape you because it's such such a significant news item having to do with uh, the pro-life laws in Texas, but that heartbeat law that um, you know passed in Texas recently and then was uh, upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, boy, that that that's uh, a bit of a game changer. That's making news all over the place. Uh, and I guess people can respond one of two ways. They can let their guard down and say, "Oh, okay, they're you know everything's going great. I'll, I'll <laughs> I don't think I need to work as hard." Or else that could be motivation to say, "You know what? Things are things are happening. The, you know, my effort is working." Uh, how, how should this motivate people to to be even more involved this year uh, in in celebration of this law? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it a step higher. And we'll, let's just pretend for the moment the Roe versus Wade 
uh, you know, uh, was to be, you know, shot back down and, and, and no longer the law of the land, um, which is basically what the heartbeat bill kind of feels like uh, right now for us. Um, we're still going to have um, a cadence, if you will, with, with a, a large part of the, of the population where they, they are going about their lives as they always have. Right. And they may be, they, they may be, uh, uh, you know, uh, religious type people they may not be and uh, there's going to be there's going to be unplanned pregnancies and uh and it's going to continue for for you know probably for a good long while i would i would assume and maybe forever anyway where i'm trying to go with this is the need for the uh, pregnancy resource centers the need for the maternity homes uh for those um ministries that high for life supports uh it's it's gonna it's gonna take a big uptick for quite a long time and we're going to have to support these uh these ministries because uh they're they it's quite possible that they're going to be just uh uh overrun with 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 uh with requests and help uh, and requests for help so um you know this is not the time to say oh well you know you know can't have any there's no more abortions going on in texas so i don't need to worry about this anymore this is un it's unfortunately it's just the opposite uh, we're going to have to uh, really kick this in much higher gear than we've ever considered in the past. Amen. Uh, just wanted to run through those dates again and then give you the, the final word, Tom, to encourage people to get to this website, sign up, uh, raise some funds, uh, you know, help these uh, crisis pregnancy centers. October 2nd in McKinney, St. Michael the Archangel Parish, October 23rd, Bachman Lake in Dallas, and then a week later, October 30th at Flagpole Hill over by White Rock Lake in Dallas. Right. Those are the three that are scheduled right now through uh, Hike for Life Texas. And right. uh, org is the website. You can donate there. You can sign up and you can find out a lot more information. All right. Last word, Tom, of encouragement for folks to uh, get on that website and get to one of these events. Yes. So, uh, you know, like I said, the time is, you know, the time to, to lay down and, and be be done with with pro-life activities is it's not today uh, i would look i look forward to that uh, one of these days but the, this this year next year probably not even anywhere, anywhere near that so we we've got to uh we need to take a, a much higher ground and we've got to be uh much more involved uh for the uh, coming months there's a lot of of evil out there and there's a lot of people that don't want the heartbeat bill to to succeed that are going to challenge that in in some way shape or form and uh, we need to uh, we need to stand up for our for our, our unborn our unborn brothers and sisters, and uh, this is a this is a great way to start. It's hike for life has always been pro life one hundred and one. If you ask anybody who's been in uh, the pro life ministries uh, in Dallas for any length of time, a lot of them will say that hike for life was their very first pro life event that they have attended. Yeah, and so. Please be part of that. Not to mention the fact that it's nice to get outdoors and take a walk. Yeah, you know, by, nice. by October, the temperature is going to be cooling down, and uh, it's just good to get some fresh air and do some, do this all for a great cause. Tom, thanks so much for all you do. Uh, 15 years as uh, State Culture of Life Chairman for the Knights of Columbus, 20 years now President of Hike for Life Incorporated. Uh, again, everybody, please go to hikeforlifetexas.org. That's F-O-R, Hike for Life Texas. Dot org And don't forget that there are three scheduled already for October. And if you can make one of those, great. Raise some funds and help us uh, for the life of cause here in uh, the, the cause of life here in Texas. Uh, Tom, Dave, oh, if, I, 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I don't mean to do this to you, but I, I got to give a shout out to the Waxahachie Hike for Life, which is independent from the ones that I uh, work with. Uh, but they're going to have a hike also on October 2nd, and that's also on the website. They can find that there. And God love them, and God bless them as well. I hope they do great. Yeah, well, those are pretty geographically spread out between McKinney and Waxahachie. So yes. uh, yep. north or south, to choose, choose which one you want to go to. Uh, Tom, you. Tom, great to talk with you. Thank you again. And uh, this has been the interview of the week here on KTH 910 AM. I'm Dave Palmer. And Diane Xavier, thank you. And Tom Clark, our guest, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Donors who give through the Catholic Foundation recognize us as a trusted philanthropic leader. For 65 years, our stewardship has helped satisfy donors' intentions while meeting the needs of the Catholic community. One area of great importance to us is Catholic education. Over the years, the Catholic Foundation has provided millions of dollars in tuition assistance and scholarship grants to 75 different schools. Those funds enable students from kindergarten to college to receive a Catholic education. Last year, we issued more than 2,000 grants worth nearly $23 million for various initiatives. Of those, 68% were distributed within the Diocese of Dallas, and 77% of those grants were for efforts that specifically involve Catholic causes and institutions. Because we serve charitable people of all kinds, contact us at 972-661-9792 or go to catholicfoundation.com. Together, we are the foundation. Thanks for tuning in to the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer, the host of the program. Diane Xavier is running the board and producing this. And we are going to talk about the upcoming White Mass 2021 for Healthcare Professionals organized by the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas. It's happening Saturday, October 2nd. And with a 5 p.m. Mass, it's going to be at the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe. Bishop Edward Burns is going to be celebrating Mass. And I have in studio with me two experienced doctors. They happen to be man and wife. Uh, They are Dr. Jeffrey and Dr. Myra Thompson. Uh, They are parishioners at St. Rita. They have four children. They have uh, two grandchildren, one inside the womb uh, and one outside. And uh, I also want to thank Dr. Cesar Cesar. Termulo, uh, who uh, was the one that initially contacted me and suggested that we promote this and also do an interview. So, uh, Doctors Thompson, thank you so much for being here. Good to see you. Thank you. Morning. And uh, let's, uh, first of all, talk about the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas. I know this is something, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, that you wanted to get out there and let people know about it. Uh, what, what is that all about? Because they're the ones that are organizing this event in the first place, Right. Right. So, well, the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas is a uh, the local chapter of the uh, National Catholic Medical Association. So, the Nath- the uh, Catholic Medical Association um, has been around um, about ninety years. It started as the uh, National Federation of Catholic Physicians Guild, and then, uh, like a lot of organizations, changed its name uh, in the nineties uh, to the Catholic Medical Association. Uh, there are over a hundred guilds across the country, um, uh, with uh, we, and there are thousands of members uh, in the guild across the country. Um, we uh, uh, we meet uh, periodically um, for um, fellowship, for uh, uh, learning about our faith as it uh, informs our practice of medicine. 
for um, service and then for uh, worship. Uh, and the, the worship aspect is the uh, White Mass, um, which uh, we're sponsoring this year. And I should have mentioned, oh, first of all, the website, as you had told me, Dr. Thompson, cathmeddallas.org, and that's for the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas, cathmeddallas.org. I should have mentioned that your particular areas of medicine, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson is a nephrologist, and uh, Dr. Myra Thompson is a gynecologist, and Tell us about the the last year and a half, uh, being a doctor, uh, being a, a married couple where, you know, the medicine is such a part of your life. Dr. Myra Thompson, uh, uh, this is, the, being a doctor is stressful in the first place, but I imagine the last year and a half has been uh, upped it up a, a bit with everything going on with COVID and all the uh, medicine is just in the news every day. How, how have you all handled that uh, individually and professionally and also as a couple? We had to actually change the way we practice medicine because things were so restrictive. Yeah. First of all, we found that because the closeness that you usually develop with a patient was now limited, you had to wear masks, you had to wear PPE, it just really changed the relationship that we had with our patients. The environment had to be, of course, clean. It had to be constantly revamped. It changed the way we did things so much. It created a lot of stress. It created a lot of doubt in what we were doing. And it really made our jobs a lot more difficult. One thing that did come out of it, however, is that we found that we could adjust. Mm -hmm. We found that by quote-unquote now Zooming, I know we use terms like Googling, now we have Zooming, we were able to treat our patients, take care of them. And one of the things that I found was that this new technology of Zooming actually allowed me to see the facial features of my patients as mm -hmm. I was treating them. Yeah. I could no longer do that in the office because the mask actually limited my involvement with the patient. But by zooming, I could see the expressions. I was able to smile. And it made me adjust to preferring that in the times that I could. And it made my access to my patients much more available. And my patients felt a new a new need for this and were able to adjust and accept technology as a new way of having their medications refilled, having their diseases in, in, evaluated. And so that was actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, it did cause a lot of stress in the medical community because we had to limit our office visits. We couldn't, and the physicians that were older, of course, Jeff and I are in those groups, we were not able to go into the hospitals at first and even to our offices because we were considered at risk. Mm. So we, again, had a limitation of our practice. But as always, we as humans, we adjust. And with the love of the desire to take care of our patients, we made changes that we needed to do. And we have come out of it more efficient, more flexible, and willing to accept the needed changes that uh, this COVID required us to do. Yes, uh, great, uh, great information there. The white mass, um, how far, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, does it go back? What, what's the purpose and how, how long have you, all, you and uh, Dr. Myra been involved in this? Why do you all do it? So the white mass goes back uh, to the uh, 1930s. Um, when the National uh, Federation of Catholic Physicians Guild formed, 
Uh, one of the things that they uh, 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 initiated was the white mass, which is a, a mass for all healthcare professionals. So it's called the white mass because uh, doctors wear doctors and, and healthcare workers wear white coats. Mm-hmm. So it was called the white mass, and the mass is to uh, um, to recognize uh, healthcare workers. Uh, this is an especially uh, important time now with the uh, pandemic to recognize healthcare workers and and also to uh, to pray for them and pray for healthcare workers and to pray for the uh, uh, patients mm-hmm. of healthcare workers. So it's both for um, uh, healthcare workers and uh, to pray for all of our patients. Um, and uh, so the so the white mass in the United States goes back to the 1930s. Here in Dallas, it goes back to the uh, uh, early 2000s. Uh, mm-hmm. We did not have a guild here in Dallas until the early 2000s. And uh, Dr. Myra Thompson, who qualifies as a healthcare uh, professional? This is obviously doctors and nurses. Uh, uh, they, they, I know, like you said, wear your white coat. Uh, who, who is somebody's wondering? Well, I'm kind of in the healthcare industry. Who, who, who else would be uh, invited to this event? Well, you know that nurses now have advanced nurse practitioners. They have um, medical assistants. We have uh, psychiat- psychiatrists, psychologists also qualify. We have social workers technically do qualify, although they are sort of not considered as. Um, Probably as white, uh, known as widespread as, as other professions. Medical students for sure because they are coming into the medical practice. Residents in training. Um, all these do qualify as part of the, of the group. Um, in addition to the respiratory therapists, uh, anesthesiologists that are, um, now the an- certified nurse anesthetists. And physical therapists, respiratory therapists, any ancillary workers that help in the care of the patient. All these people do qualify. It's interesting. They don't always know. They all, they think that only the physicians and the nurses are part of this group, but we say all health care workers. And we mm-hmm. stress that because they form an integral part of the care of the patient and the successful treatment of the diseases. Yeah, this is uh, so, such a great uh, thing. I, I know just uh, from talking to folks like you that being a doctor is stressful enough. Anybody in the last year who's been involved in healthcare is very, very stressed out. A lot of people appreciate the work y'all do uh, so much. All the more, Dr. Thompson, like you say, the need for prayer and also just getting together. I imagine just being with other folks who are in the same livelihood as you and being able to have some conversations is uh, therapeutic in a sense to be able to just talk to each other and let each other know that you're in each other's prayers. It's it's critical. Uh, community uh, is uh, extremely important. Um, we're not uh, made uh, to be alone. Uh, mm-hmm. We're made for each other. It's part of our uh, part of how God made us. Yes. Uh, the White Mass 2021 for Healthcare Professionals, organized by the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas, is Saturday, October 2nd. Uh, the Mass is going to be at 5 o'clock. 
uh, Central Time, of course. The celebrant will be Bishop Edward Burns. It's going to be at the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And, you know, even before all of COVID in the last year and a half, uh, we had uh, the uh, controversy over Obamacare, the changing of the medical profession. Uh, I, I sometimes ask in, in your 40 or so years of being a doctor, things have really changed significantly in the doctor-patient relationship. Uh, how, how so? Do you think um, any comment on just the changes that either of you have seen uh, from perhaps the, the, the government standpoint or Obamacare or just how it's different being a doctor now than maybe it was 20 years ago? Anybody, you want to take a stab at that one? <laughs> well, one of the things that I have seen change is that um, the independence that we used to have is is no longer exactly the same. And also, the when you talk about the doctor-patient relationship, I used to find that if I told a patient something, they pretty much believed everything I said, and I had an ethical duty to be honest and to not lead them the wrong way because they really believed, my patients believed everything I said, and they took it as the actual reality. Now, as time has evolved with the information being out that it is, Patients tend to question me, and I personally welcome it because I love the discussion. Mm -hmm. So my care of the patient is more of a camaraderie in the in achieving a goal that we both benefit. The patient because they become better, they get better, and me because I feel that I have done something to make their lives better and that I have been successful. It's very rewarding when I can see my patient um, get better from a particular illness. So it becomes more of a partnership. And what I have found is I cannot be um, um, defensive when they ask me questions. I cannot say, oh, they're questioning my judgment. No. What I feel is that I, when they ask me, I, if I don't know the answer, it kind of forces me to go and obtain that answer mm-hmm. and not to get, and not to just blow them off. And I also, and it forces the patient then to take responsibility for their own care. They don't, because I'm willing to answer and to say, well, I may not know that. Let's find out from somebody else. Or what did you find out? Or what, what questions do you have? Then we, we, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. And then they, because they take ownership of their care, they are also going to be better and more compliant when I tell them, are we agreed to take this medication because we both agree it's a good thing for you? And let's find out how you did. And if you find anything that you have questions about, you reach out to me. So that has been an involvement. Um, good things come out of that. Bad things come out of that because sometimes the information they get is not correct. And I have to convince them or give them the arguments why it's not correct. And that is a challenge, (laughs) but we rise to the occasion because we remember that as physicians that our duty is to get to the improvement and not to shut the patient out. Yeah. So you're telling me that somebody, people have come into your office and said, I read on the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, when that comes out of their mouth, <laughs> yeah, all these experts on the internet that, uh, even though they didn't go to medical school, they seem to, to know what they're, yeah, like you say, you gotta, 
kind of balance that and respect that, you know, maybe some of the information they got is, is good. Um, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, uh, young people listening right now, considering the medical field, uh, like I said, with all the changes, uh, is that something that, what would your advice be to somebody who's, you know, maybe a high school student or getting into college and thinking, well, I think this might be a profession that I'm interested in. What would your advice be for that young person? I, I would absolutely encourage it. Um, you know, um, in Matthew 25, we're called to uh, uh, visit the sick, um, and, and Jesus Christ himself was a, a healer. And uh, this, the, uh, the practice of medicine uh, uh, is kind of unique because we get to uh, uh, do what uh, – we get to help Jesus do what he did on earth, and you uh, get paid for it. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, – it's uh, a great profession. Um, you um, you just have to keep um, certain things in mind. Um, you, when I look at a patient, I try to see um, the the face of Jesus in the patient, mm-hmm. and that kind of makes um, it gives you a a good perspective that way. And um, <clears throat> so uh, I agree with Myra. Things have changed a lot. Um, medicine has become a lot more sophisticated in the last uh, forty years, and um, but it's still you know you're taking care of another human being, and uh, it's it's still a good field. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want anything to that, Dr. Myra? Well, I, I was just going to say that um, <clears throat> you it's a very rewarding profession. Uh, it is not one that has a 40-hour week. It is one that sometimes requires many more hours than, than you can possibly imagine. But it is a necessary profession for those who have the heart for it. You will never, ever regret what you did. You will always be glad you did it. But you may find that you had to make a lot of sacrifices. But when you look back, it was well worth it. Yes. We are talking about the White Mass 2021 for Healthcare Professionals organized by the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas. It's going to be Saturday, October 2nd, a 5 p.m. Mass at the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe. The celebrant will be His Excellency Bishop Edward Burns. And so all healthcare professionals are encouraged to wear white coats. Uh, no reception after the Mass, I guess, due to the, the COVID, COVID uh, situation. And everybody involved in healthcare uh, is welcome. Uh, my guests are Dr. Myra and Jeffrey Thompson, a married couple, and they are a gynecologist and nephrologist, respectively, parishioners at St. Rita uh, Parish in Dallas. And as we wrap up, let me return to the Catholic Professional Profes- Physicians Guild of Dallas and just talk about your activities. Are you all meeting on a, a regular basis these days? And maybe somebody who's listening that uh, this this is only for doctors. This you, this is a little bit more um, uh, specific of who can be involved in that. Do you want to talk about uh, if somebody is interested in in coming to a meeting or what the, what should they do or how can they get involved? We used to have face in um, in person meetings and we would um, have dinner and have a lecture, have a conver- a moment of conversation, and um, more of a social as well as an educational mm-hmm. meeting. 
Since COVID, we converted to a Zoom meeting where we have actually presented lectures, and uh, you can watch them from home. And we, a lot of the lectures that we have presented have been from the National uh, Medical Association meeting, which I welcome you and invite you to join also. Uh, the nice thing about those meetings was a camaraderie, and we still continue to have that. And we're hoping to at some point return to those. In the meantime, we're having quarterly meetings, and one of those is going to be focused on service. Another one is more of a social meeting, which will be at the Christmas season. We hope to invite all the families so that we can see each other with our families because, again, as Catholic physicians, we want to embrace the family and the family involvement as well as our involvement with our medical careers. And as you know, for the Mass, the White Mass, families, of course, are invited. It's mm. nice to see the physicians, the healthcare workers of, of all levels with their families, and we hope that it will fill the church as much as possible. Um, we continue to have these meetings. We have, we will be sending out more information on our meetings, and we hope to cover many of the topics that are questionable with, uh, with our a current practice of medicine. Yeah, very good. All right, just about out of time. And uh, thank you so much. That website, by the way, if anybody is interested in the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas, cathmeddallas.org, cathmeddallas.org. And uh, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, I'll give you the last word as far as an invitation uh, to this Mass on October 2nd. As I think Dr. Meyer Thompson kind of reiterated, families of anybody involved in healthcare are welcome. But not necessarily just like, hey, I, I want to pray for healthcare people. I think I'll show up. This isn't. This is, this is more specific than that. This is somebody who's directly involved and their families, right? This is this is the masses for healthcare workers, um, and broadly defined uh, healthcare workers. So, um, if you work with patients, uh, you're welcome to to come. Bring your family. Um, the, uh, the mass is just for the healthcare workers. Um, one thing which. Uh, I did also want to point out is uh, the Guild is sponsoring a uh, conference with the um, CPLC, the uh, pro-life community, um, uh, which will be in March. Um, we'll, you'll have an opportunity to hear more about this later. We'll be talking about issues of uh, Catholic uh, view on human sexuality. Mm. Um, so this will be a day-long conference be held at St. Rita, um, March 26th, I think Okay. It is. Well, I'm sure we'd be promoting that, and maybe y'all can come back and do an interview on that one as well, okay? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate y'all taking time out of your, what I know is a very busy schedule, uh, to do this interview. And again, thank you again to Dr. Cesar Termulo, uh, who initiated this interview. And just the details, once again, White Mass 2021 for Healthcare Professionals, organized by the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas. It's going to be 5 p.m. Mass with Bishop Edward Burns, Saturday, October 2nd, at the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe. Uh, wear your white coat. And uh, there will not be a reception this year, and all healthcare professionals and their families are invited. And finally, that website for the Catholic Physicians Guild of Dallas is cathmeddallas.org. Did I get all that right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks again to my guests, Dr. Jeffrey Thompson and Dr. Myra Thompson, uh, for coming in and doing the interview. Thanks also to Diane Xavier, not a medical doctor, but she's a wonderful person nonetheless. And thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions for future interviews, please contact me directly at Dave Palmer 
at grnonline.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com. Celebrate the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, patron saint of animals, at a multi-day event and festival on the weekend of October 2nd and 3rd. St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in Lancaster is hosting a fall festival with a pet blessing and mass at 11 a.m. on Saturday, October 2nd in the patio area of the parish. Food sales and raffle items will also be available for purchase. The event concludes on Sunday, October 3rd at 5.30 p.m. with a raffle drawing. For more information, call Sarah at 972-227-4124. Hi, this is Bob Dwayne with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norm, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. 40 Days for Life in the Diocese of Fort Worth has gone year-round. They are introducing 40 Days for Life 365 with the hopes of building a 365-day presence on the sidewalk of both locations where babies are being killed through abortion in Fort Worth at Planned Parenthood and the Whole Women's Health Center of Fort Worth. Stay tuned for information about kickoff rallies at both locations and you can sign up to pray at ProLifeFortWorth.com. That's ProLifeFortWorth.com.
for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 